Tommy boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. <clears throat> How are you? Good, mate. Carlos the Jackal, as the pro would call you. Mabutu. That's my new name. That's my new haircut. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's slightly racist, but we'll No, it's it. not. It's a language. It's nothing racist about language. Mabutu, click, click. I've just come home from dinner. I'm yeah. really full. Um... A place that I've been to many times in the past, but I'm really disappointed in it tonight. It wasn't as uh, as good as I us- as it usually is, but what Where'd are you, you going to do? Uh, it's called Indian Chaska. It's at Wool and Gabba. Took the young fellow, he vomited on me a little bit. Uh, it, it was alright, but it just wasn't... I, I put it up there with top tier, and it wasn't top tier tonight. It was Let you down. bottom... It really let me down. Did you really like, did you hype it up down. to the people that you went with? Oh, we went. To, I went to people who I've been before. There was one Achilles friend who came along, and I was yeah, I did hype it up actually. I told her who it was, <laughs> and she says, uh, "Wasn't that good?" And I said, "Yep. Well, I didn't want to uh, didn't want to tell you, but yeah, we're shit house tonight." <laughs> let you down, mate. Let you down. Let me down. Well, I had a, I, um, a really good. Dinner tell me, what did you have for dinner? What did you have for dinner? I made like this like modified sort of like version of like a cottage pie, but like keely slow. So it slow cooked the beef first, Yum. and then put that in to the Yum. pie and baked it. And fuck man, yeah. When, when you cut into it, oh the meat was nice and soft, and it has like the sauce was like beautiful and. Oh, it was really, really good. It was a lot better than I thought. And then we had a salad with it. it just the because when you have stuff that's very like decadent, you need something that's like crunchy just to break it up. You know? Yum! It was very nice. I was very impressed. I gave her a good old-fashioned pat on the back. I, said, I would have too. I said, "Give yourself a full round of applause." Of you. I need to tell you. So I'm going to tell you a story that I was talking to a fellow at work about the other day. Um, but Keely reminded me of something that happened today. When we were down in the we we're down in the uh, in the garage, and I was moving stuff around the garage again, just sort of tidying up. I, f- I come across my golf clubs, mm. and Keely reminded me of a story. So when we were in New York together in two thousand and nine, I'd um I had a big big afternoon. I thought I might go lay for have a little bit of a lay down. I was pretty knackered, and she goes, oh, "Look, I'm just going to go jump on the subway, do some shopping, blah, blah blah." I said, "Yeah, you go for it. You go for it. Treat yourself." So a couple of hours goes by. I had a nap. Keely comes back, right? And she's so fucking excited. She goes, oh, Carl, I've seen Tiger Woods. I saw Tiger Woods out um, <laughs> in Times Square. I saw Tiger Woods. I was I saying said, no. I said, no, you didn't. No, you did not. She goes, I did. I saw Tiger Woods. I saw him walking around with his golf clubs. I said, Keely, really think about what you're saying here. You're talking about the greatest golfer of all time walking around Times Square in his go- with his golf clubs she said, yeah, he was wearing his golf hat, everything. It was Tiger Woods. I said, Keely, darling, stop it. It ain't the You have not himself. seen Tiger Woods. I said, there's a guy who goes around New York who's called New York Tiger. And I showed her this YouTube video of this bloke who takes like cardboard little bottles around and hits them into bins for money. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, 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 that's Tiger Woods. I said, oh, fuck. Oh, darling. He said, right, I need to sit you down. We need a lesson. I said, you... 
can't be for real. She goes, no, no, Tim, it's him, it's him. I said, listen here. Listen here and you listen now. You will not take the good name of the greatest golfer of all time and run it through the mud. This was pre, pre-bad pre Tiger too. This is when mm-hmm. Tiger was still good boy Tiger. I showed her some footage of the guy chipping things in. She goes, yeah, that's him. Showed her some footage of the real Tiger Woods. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. Who's that other guy <laughs> on the golf course? I said, that's Tiger Woods, fuck ya. Yeah. Pull yourself together, doll. That's so, yeah, she's, she's, she's fucked up there. That's the but big this, ticket. That's the big ticket. That's that's the way. I know, I need to tell you this really quick story, right? It's oh, it's quickish. But when I was young, out in Ferny Grove, this was told to me by multiple people, right? I don't, I don't know if this is a true story, right? I, I couldn't tell you. It's a myth, isn't it? It might be a legend. So Tommy, yes, the, I've heard this story from these people at Ferny Grove, right? And but I've heard it once in QR, and the person in QR claims that their wife knows the woman involved in this story. Okay. Okay. This now, I still don't know if it's true. It sounds like a legend of I, mate. I hope it is. <laughs> I think it's like an urban legend. It's a right? squatch. Yep. But I hope it's a true story. So, out at Samford, right, which is pretty close to where I grew up, there's this young fella. For the sake of the story, I'm going to call him Joe, okay? Now, Joe lives with his mum, and Joe has a full-time carer because Joe has Down syndrome. Okay, mm-hmm. pretty big fella, strong, strapping young guy, right? Loves footy, loves Lord of the Rings, loves Harry Potter. Okay, loves that sort of stuff, and he's a big young fella. Joe is pretty well known by his sort of mum's work colleagues because he'll call up a fair bit, or his carer will call. It's just a young fella, right? So people know who Joe is in his mum's world. Mm-hmm. His mum works in a call center. Okay, so. Joe rings his mum one day, and her name for this story is going to be Wendy. All right, so Wendy gets a phone call from Joe, and Joe's screaming on the other end of the phone, Mum, I've caught one. I've finally caught one. I've got one, Mum. I've got one. I've got a goblin. I've got a goblin, Mum, from Harry Potter. I caught one. Right? And Wendy's, oh, good on you, Joe. Good on you, mate. I'll see you when I get home from work. Just the same old stuff, right? Mum, I've caught a goblin. I've got to go, son. I'll talk to you later. Go and talk to... Let's call let's call his um his carer. We're gonna call her Julie. Go talk to Julie, I'll talk to you later. Okay, mum. Hangs the phone up, right? Big Jules. <clears throat> Wendy gets another phone call. Mum, I've got a goblin, one from Harry Potter, the ones that work in the bank. I've caught one. Oh, I've caught that? one, mum. Oh, don't tell me he's picked the dwarf. I've one. got one, mum. I've got one. It's scratched me, but I don't care. I've got one at home. Right? Okay, Joe, put Julie on the phone. She's not here. Julie's gone. Julie's gone. Okay, righto. Um, righto. I'll talk to you in a minute. Hang up. I'm going to call Julie. She goes over and tells the manager. She goes, look, I'm going to have to either find this carer or go home. She goes, just go home. Go see what's happening. So on the way home, Wendy's on the phone calling Julie. Can't get her. Can't get her. Can't get her. Right? Joe calls again. Mom, I've got a goblin locked in the garage. I caught one. I've caught one. I've caught one. She goes, get outside now. Wait for me on the garage. So she's driving home. It's about a 40-minute drive from the city to Sanford, right? So she'd be shitting herself at this point. She'd be panicking. So she's pulled into sort of where they live, and she sees Julie sprinting up the street, sprinting, right? Waves the car down. She goes, Julie, what the fuck's going on? Where the fuck have you been? Where's Joe? She goes, I turned around, and he was gone. I lost him. I don't know what happened. He just ran out of the house. I've been looking for him everywhere. She goes, where's your phone? I fucking left it at home, right? She goes, get in the car now, for fuck's sake. So they've got in the car, and they're heading up. 
And there's Joe, right, in the driveway. And his shirt's all ripped up. He's scratched to shit, smiling like a honeymooner, right? Happy as fuck. <laughs> Mum, I've got one. I've got a goblin from the bank at Gringotts and Harry Potter. It's in the garage. I've got one. She goes, stay here. I'm going in. So she goes in, unlocks the garage door, opens it up, and yeah! Out this little cunt jumps at her, starts scratching her, attacking her, hitting her. She's screaming, fucking stop it! Stop, stop, stop! What's happened? You were right. Joe has gone out and kidnapped a dwarf who was mowing his yard, right? So this little fella's just mowing his yard. Joe spotted him, thinks he's from Gringotts, picks him up and carries him all the way home, screaming, I've got one, I've got one, I've got a goblin, I've got one from Harry Potter, right? This this dwarf has torn Joe up, cut him up. Like, he was... Joe's strong, right? We know the strength Joe's got. But this little man has just fought tooth and nail. Couldn't get away from him, though. He latched onto him like a staffy and just wouldn't let go. Threw him in his garage till mum got home. Now, is this an urban legend? I don't know. But I've had so many people tell me this story, man. I reckon I've had three or four people out at Fernie Grove when I was younger, and I've had one guy tell me that it was his wife that works with this woman. Really? So, if that's... Yeah, he... It was... I'm not going to say his name. He's an Indian guy. And he is heavily religious. And he swears his wife works with this lady. Wow. So, if it's true, I don't... It doesn't seem true to me because it seems too fantastic. But if it's true, I am the happiest man who has ever lived. Good on you, Joe. Imagine saying that. Picking him up. Some guy... Mate. (laughs) Some guy pulling over... Picking up a guy that's mowing his lawn and just fucking off with him, saying, screaming, I've got him, I've got him. <laughs> I've got one. I've got a goblin. That poor bastard. What a fucking I hope he's all right. He's probably still locked up. Strong. Strong. Jo- Very strong. Strong through the hips. Strong through the neck. And the neck a, like Gladstone Small. What a fucking maniac. <sighs> well, a good tackler. Mm. Great tackler. Speaking of tackling, Dolphins, Redcliffe. Wayne Bennett. Confirmed. 2023. Yep. Confirmed. Confirmed. Let's talk. What's oh. your feelings? What's your thoughts? I, it, it seemed like... It, it's kind of written in the stars, isn't it? Like, it, it was always... It's inevitable. It was yeah, inevitable. It was inevitable. Like, if you think of any Queensland team that was going to be made, regardless of where it was, I know for a little time they were talking to Ipswich, but like you said... It was they gonna, have so much money, It was man. always going to be Redcliffe because of the money. Um, and, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a perfect fit. Does it mean that... He's going to be the best choice for them. I don't know because how many years did he get out of mm. Bennett? And like, if we look at his track record, like we we talk about all the time, he tends to set teams up and then gap. And he's done the same he with does. South Sydney. Like South Sydney now will be worse without him and the players are better. Do you think? Do you reckon Wayne would have known this when he signed with South Sydney? Something like this was coming to end it. To end it specifically, his contract in twenty twenty two which gives him a full year of recruitment, a full year to set the club up how he wants to set it up, a full year to settle back into Brisbane. He'll be at every game, recruiting every player. I think he's done this on purpose. I reckon he's been in the know for a while. Yeah. And see, look, I just don't... I just. I don't say... I dare say he didn't know where it was going to be, but I reckon he knew he was going to be the head first head coach. Yeah, so I reckon there would have been an inside scoop for sure. There would have been... Um, because this isn't, this isn't new. Like, this has been a thing like for years in rugby league that, a long time yeah, now a long that time there was going to be a second team in, in Brisbane like there was always going to be a thing uh, but it, 
it never really caught traction and but over the last like five years i would say it really got lots of steam uh, or probably five to ten yeah. really and then so yeah he would have known like all the contacts he's got here in brisbane and queensland he would have known that something was going to go down and then yep. potentially before he went to south um redcliffe could have been like look we're we're pretty much going to get this over the line like we probably got maybe three years two or three years so so finish up and we'll be ready for you if you can and so something yep. like that would have happened i can guarantee it um and like you said he's going to give himself a year to to scout players and the, the good thing about this is, is for people that don't want to play for the bronx now but they still yep. want to play in brisbane they, yep. they can go play for him and play for Redcliffe. So they will get... It has, it has a great draw card. Absolutely, it does. Um, you'll probably get a lot of players from Queensland card. That'll, that'll go up. I think so. What The thing that... I think there's two sides to this, right? I was talking to Vaughny about it yesterday. So the first thing I look at is how exciting there's a new team. There's going to be a hell of a lot of new supporters for this Dolphins franchise. I think the Broncos are going to suffer and lose quite a few supporters, especially Northside people are going to go because Broncos have been shit house and they're fair weather at the best of times. Um, so Redcliffe's going to pick up a lot of them. It's going to pick up a lot of sort of up towards them because they, what they've said is that they're sort of North Brisbane up to as far as the Sunshine Coast and Rockhampton. So they, they're aiming for that whole area. Yeah. The, I, the thing that worries me and the thing that Vaughny was pretty worried about is, is there enough talent to fill another 30-man roster without seeing continual blowouts? We've seen so many blowouts this year. The top four are on another level, and then you've got four to about 12 who are sort of middle of the pack, and then you've got the rest. So are we overdoing ourselves here with talent, or do you think it could really work out and the spread of talent will make it more even because I think some top tier people will probably go to this Redcliffe team. Um, I think that this is the way it's kind of always been. I feel that um, top teams are always going to be top teams and they're always going to blow out teams that are, that, are, yeah. that are at the bottom. And I think that this has always been a thing. What happens is the cycle of teams being at the top and being at the bottom yeah. changes. So for example, I, I can remember a time in the, uh, the mid 2000s, was South were getting smashed by 50, fucking near enough every game, flogged every week, every, they were pumped out so, of competition. you know, yeah, and they were, you know, that was their time to be crap, and they went through it, and they yeah. went through it, and they went through it, and then eventually, you know, Russell Crowe comes along and whatever, and they build themselves back Pull up. Them out. Um, Same thing with the Bulldogs. You look at the Bulldogs in the early 90s and the 80s; they were untouchable. Exactly. Now they can't win a game. Exactly. The so Broncos from 88 yeah. to fucking 2015 were unbeatable. So I think that this, the Raiders um, were freaks. They just go through cycles. That's right. It does. I think this always happens. Like you're going to get teams that will cycle and be really shit. Then they'll have the periods where they're dominant. And so I don't think it's really too much different. Um, it's just that the elite players are so good that the gap between them, the like the teams that aren't doing very good and yeah. is is very big. But um, I don't think it's going to make any difference. I think that Redcliffe, it, I think it's almost better for the league because I think that it gives, like you said, it gives Brisbane another team to go for. And like if they mould from say Redcliffe up to like let's say Gympie, you know, or yeah. kind of take all those type of people and. They can support yep. that team because it's close, and I can guarantee you now, people that live at Cabo and Mambor and all that, that's that love rugby league. Um, they want to go watch it Dolphins is your squad. They're going to go to see, the, the other. The other thing, there's a lot of like with Brisbane rugby league. There's a lot of like bad blood between Redcliffe and a lot of other teams. So that's where if you've played against Redcliffe, you might not go from. But I think there'll be a lot of people who will just go. You know what, Redcliffe's my team now. Like the, um, the people that support the Broncos now, I don't think will jump ship. 
some of them will some of them will some, some of them, of them will. will don't get me wrong because you know why they will because what will happen yeah. is Rickliffe will get some marquee signings straight up it will happen it always happens like they'll get one mm-hmm. big name um, and I reckon they're getting Munster that's my feel. That's my opinion on it I think they're going to get Cameron Munster it's not a bad call um, yes yeah, so something like that's going to happen where they'll get a big name and then that's where you'll take you'll start to pinch fans like the the yep. people that are Broncos fans kind of just by association like oh well it's the only team in Brisbane I'll just go for them if, if yeah. someone like Cameron Munster goes to Redcliffe and they really like him they'll go well fuck I'm going to go support them I'll tell you right now yeah. let's put it this way if I didn't support the Dragons I would go for Redcliffe <laughs> I would absolutely yep, go fair for call. You know fair what I mean? call that's a fair call absolutely because it's new and like I, I never really there's something nice about a new team well, isn't I've never there been, I've never been super connected to the Bronx. Like, like being yeah. in Brisbane and living here pretty much my whole life. Um, yeah, I've never. I, I don't know. I just never really. Like I, I sort of support them from afar, but I don't care if they do well or not. Um, yes, and I could never invest in them for whatever reason. And then, uh, you know, now this has come along. It's it's cool. It's going to have a bit of rivalry too. Like when they play against each other. Uh, it's going to be a bit stinking it who's the best team in Brisbane it just gives it a bit more I think so I like this rivalry I think it gives Brisbane puts them on notice a little bit when it comes to you're not the big ticket in the city anymore there's another team here that's going to give you a run for your money well because Brisbane will always like they, be the big ticket for at least the next yes they will years, but at least absolutely they will but it, th- this Redcliffe team already has more pull than the Reds they've got more pull than the Raw they've got more pull than every other Brisbane but they've Probably on par already with the Lions, I'd say, because rugby league is enormous in Queensland and Brisbane it is, is huge. Brisbane, the Lions are pretty big now. They have a big pull, right? But I reckon Redcliffe will be on par with them. They'll blow the Reds out of the water. They blow all the rest of the other sports out of the water. It will be the Broncos that they're, they're nipping at their heels. And if they can nip at them for a while and get their good on them, if they can't, hopefully you get a good rivalry out of it. I'd, I'd love to actually see because I know how like bandwagon some Broncos fans can be just for my knowledge I'm going to check how many members the Broncos have, have. a lot how many I think they have how many do you the most how many do you reckon they would have let's have a look I reckon the Broncos have like 30,000 so the Broncos in two, this is from 2019 can we get something a bit more we'll just go from 2019 because that will I reckon 30,000 members they had 34,000 in 2019 there you go right? yeah and then if we go to Brisbane Lions... Do you know why they got so many members? I have a theory on this, right? And it's got no proof. It's completely made up in my own head. But I think the Broncos have more members than other clubs, right? Because they save all their money because they don't need to pay for KO or Foxtel because all their games are on Channel 9, so they put their money into the membership. True. I'm going to tell you... That's my theory on it. I'm going to tell you something right now, and you're going to be astounded by this. Yep. You're saying that Rugby League is massive in Brisbane. Yep. Um, technically, you're wrong because the Brisbane Lions have 40,000 members. They I have, think they have a lot of members that would have still been from Melbourne. It doesn't matter. They have 40,000 members, whereas the Broncos have 34,000. So statistically speaking... Yeah, I, I, I feel they would have a lot of members from Melbourne. Because the who did they... Was it Fitzroy that merged with the Lions? Yeah, but that was in like the... That was years ago. Yeah, I know in the 90s, but those people would still be rusted on supporters. Mm, not necessarily, because they went from Melbourne to Brisbane. It's not like they went from... Like, they went to a whole different state. Oh, maybe. But that's maybe that's right. actually phenomenal. That is phenomenal that's numbers. That's blown me out of the water. That's, that's for, blown me out of the water. That's phenomenal numbers for a team that isn't in Victoria. For AFL, that is well, monstrous. Well, you know what the AFL do is they do 100,000 times better than the NRL is they have 
these strong, passionate membership bases. I'm pretty sure Richmond has over 100,000 members now. Yeah, so... Or very close to it. Yeah, so the top three members list... Richmond, give me the shits, because Richmond had not, like, not even a big membership list until they started winning fucking grand finals, and then all of a sudden they hit 100,000. But the top three in the AFL, number one is West Coast, number two is Richmond, number three... Really? Is, yeah, number three is Collingwood. So... Um, Collingwood still get eighty five thousand. We finished seventeenth last year, so top that. But um, I like I love getting my membership pack every year from the Knights. It's not. We've had a, it's been shit out the last couple of years, but I love getting it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, there's something nice about being a member of your club. Of course it is. Um, it's really it's it's a nice feeling. But yeah, West Coast were they're number one because they, it's just them in per, in Perth. You know what I mean? I know yeah. Fremantle's there as well, but they were first, and they like yep. everybody. If you're from WA, you're pretty much a you West go. Coast. So West Coast have 106,000. Richmond have 105. Hell. And then Collingwood in third had 85. See, this is the one thing that I'm I'm noticing more and more the older I'm getting. And I, I used to hate it when I was younger because I didn't like AFL because I was staunch rugby league man. And then I realised you're allowed to like more than one thing at once. Stop being such a fuckwit. <laughs> right? So AFL... In Australia, swamps rugby league, right? Yeah. As a countrywide sport. Absolutely. Look at Tasmania, the Northern Territory, South Australia, Western Australia. AFL is everywhere. AFL is absolutely everywhere, and it swamps rugby league. Rugby league has got this corridor from Cairns to Sydney, probably a little bit further south, and it's all coastal. Obviously, inland Queensland and stuff, that's rugby league heartland, same as sort of Central Coast. But it's a very small area compared to what the AFL does. Yes, mate. And I mean, it's hard to look at as an NRL because I will always just my heart is with rugby league and it always will be, but to admit that the AFL have much more pull, it's a, it's it's a sad thing. But I think we can learn some things from them. There's no point rugby league going into Western Australia, going into fucking Tasmania. They need to double down where they are, like they've done. Put another Brisbane team in and really double down on what they're doing now. I don't know. You're not you're not going to turn these other places. You were, look at look at Melbourne, right? Melbourne are the winningest team in the rugby league in the last twenty years, and you're not nobody even goes for the cunts in Melbourne. They don't know who they are. They've had one Melbourne-based player debut for them. <laughs> so this is like you know what I mean. You're not going to turn it, and they are the winningest team in the country. Yes, fair, it, but that's that's probably an isolated. I feel like that's an isolated like capital because you, you're talking like the home of AFL is Melbourne that's like, a, like for example Sydney Swans and GWS Giants are never going to be as big as the rugby league teams of Sydney because Sydney's the hub of, of rugby league absolutely so if, but, right. if you go to- but you just proved the point differently because there's no way on earth in my opinion the Lions are bigger than the Broncos but they are because they've got a bigger membership base technically speaking if you go and buy statistics then they are yeah but I mean I would I'll argue a hundred percent from two thousand or no, even from ninety eight to two thousand six, Brisbane were the biggest thing. Or even ninety eight to two thousand ten, let's say, they were easily the yep. biggest thing in Brisbane. Even when the yep. Lions won their three premierships, Brisbane Broncos when they won those six premierships, and then sort of the yep. tail end of that. Oh mate, the early nineties when when they come into the ARL in the eighties and eighty eight, they were massive. They were, and then they had all the best players out of Queensland. They had pretty much the Queensland slash Australian squad from the early 90s until 2000 and something, right? Um, they are the biggest thing. But it, it, on paper, they're not. That's why it's hard to fathom. Because yeah. you look at it sort of... I don't know the right word, but you look at it from sort of 
afar and you know think oh the broncos are the biggest thing here but if on paper they haven't got as many members as the lions and what the fuck's going wrong with the nrl yeah yeah because but... rugby league and afl people supporters we're all from the same demographic right we're all majority of majority of people who support rugby league majority of people who support afl are battlers they're not really the ritzy all the ritzy people support rugby union mm-hmm. would you would you agree with me i would agree that maju- yeah that there's, there's nothing wrong with being ritzy and supporting rugby I union. Say, I love rugby I union. I would say there's a lot of ritzy people that support AFL, though. I've seen some ritzy people yeah, in boxes. Yeah, but look at, look at the... Ba- yeah, there's going to be ritzy people in every box because they're just trying to make money. But look at the people in the stands in the, at the AFL, at the MCG, or if, in somewhere in Geelong, or in, in the rugby league stadiums in Sydney. They're battlers. They're just run-of-the-mill people like you and me. Family men, family women, kids. They're just... They're not... Hi ho, hi ho! It's off to the bank we go, type of people. Which that's why it surprises me yeah. that there's so many more members in the AFL than there is in the rugby league, and I don't know what it is. Uh, well, we're cut from the same cloth. The AFL's been the AFL's a, it, I, I don't know. It, it's been a, so it's in, established in Melbourne, and then they yeah they they took that and started to spread it throughout the country, right? And they've done that better than what the NRL. Yes, they have. The NRL. Have to, they doubled down on what what you just said before. Oh, we need to double down in the areas that we um, that we know. Then that's the model that they've taken, and I think that's why they failed because all they've done. V- Vlandy's is trying to change it. They haven't spread their. Um, they haven't tried to take NRL to, to Perth. Why the fuck is? Well, they did. They did in '95. They did in '95, and it failed. Yeah, but that's so, not to say it wouldn't work again. Like, um, you know, there you is could, a there is a really big you could get a market Kiwi SA. population over you could there. Get so a market, market in Adelaide, you probably could. Um, you could probably get a rugby well, you look, team you could look at You could get a rugby We've had a rugby You could, right, you could. But would it be as successful as an AFL team in Darwin? Probably not. But um, I don't think it would be, and I don't know why. Like, There's a massive Indigenous population in the Northern Territory and Adelaide and sort of through Victoria. Well, there's an, obviously, there is everywhere. But they love AFL up that way. What is it about the game it's people a, love from that part of the world? It's You know what it is, I generally think? <laughs> mm. I think it's because it's... It's Australian. It's because it's made here. It's created it is. here. It's, it's, it's there's something. Com- there's it's something. No other place yeah. plays this game. It is. It is Australia's game. It is like their passion, and they take massive pride in it. Where rugby league is created in the UK, and obviously it's massive here. I'm not saying it's not, yep. but it's not your own. And no, when it's your own, you take. We, we would claim it as our national sport, but it's not. It's definitely a- not. AFL is. Mate, AFL. I, I only I'll, I'll sort of the cows come home. A- oh, and I agree. I'm, I agree with you. Massive. This is. I only say that because I played rugby league when I was young, up until I Luke Field, one of my other mates, ruined my career by missing a tackle, and I did my knee playing fullback at Aspley. But that's not the point. <laughs> the, that's another the point. That's is, another story for another time. That's another story. I was never going anywhere. I was fat and shit. Um, you're Saudi so, Prince now, mate. You're going somewhere. Oh, Aluakbar. Um, I only truly started watching AFL. So I had no team. I supported nobody until probably 2017, right? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start watching a bit of AFL. I need to. I'm, I'm going to pick a team because I always find it easier once I support a specific team. I find it real easy to dive deep into of the course, game. You need to. Yeah. And I. I picked the Demons because I think they were coming dead last and they're the same colours as the Knights. Yep. Obviously with a darker blue. I thought, I'm going to go to the Ds. Let's just see what happens. Learned a bit about them. Followed, read into their history. And I started watching all the games and I thought, 
why was I so adverse to this? This is an amazing, this is an amazing sport to watch. It's fast. It's athletic. It's fucking powerful. The kicks are cool. The fucking crowd goes off, and I started to fall in love with it. Not as much as rugby league, but I started to truly fall in love with it. And then I see now why people love it so much. Mate, I am engrossed. I really do. I fucking love this sport. It's it's my easily my second favorite. Um, football will always be my favorite. Like that's ingrained into me. That's my that's my game. Um, but yeah. AFL is my second love. It's like you said, so exciting. There's always something happening. It, mate, you, it's always something happening. You know I watched my first game live two mm. years ago down the Gold Coast with a friend of mine, or a, with Keely's friend and her husband, and I was just enthralled. I was like, what is this? I was watching everything off the ball and fucking Stephen Mayhew and taking marks and Clayton. And, all and just the amount of ground that certain players cover when there's no one watching them. Surprise me, and you get same things when you watch rugby league, where you watch like fullbacks move around, or you watch halfbacks really control the play, and you can only truly see that when you're there. You don't really see it when you're yeah at home. But the how ta- I was taken aback by what happens on an AFL field off the ball, truly taken aback. I, I was I was amazed. And I loved every minute mate. of it. And like I always say to people that that aren't really AFL fans, I said if you. You need to experience AFL. Like, go watch it live. You watch it live. Yeah, it is so much. It'll better. change you. And um, it changes your opinion. And don't be so shut off to it like I was. I was so shut off to so many sports when I was young because I thought they were all for pussies and rugby league was the toughest <laughs> and blah 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 blah. But I, all I was doing was just sheltering myself from these other fantastic games. I, I hated rugby. I hated soccer. I hated AFL. Yeah. All I liked was rugby league and cricket. That's it. Everything else was for pansies. And then. I thought, fuck it. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? So I, start liking them all. Love I, them all. Oh mate, I love them all. You can't, you can't pull me away now. And like, I started following Collingwood when in two thousand and two when they lost the grand final, yeah. um, because Chris of Bay. my uncle. He supported Collingwood, and I, obviously being not from, not from Brisbane, not from Australia, uh, being shown yes. the game. And when a family member supports Collingwood, that was sort of the choice. So I went for Collingwood, and then. I wasn't really like I was like on and off like because I was younger. I wasn't really yep. heavily invested. Then I heavily invested from 2010 when we won the, the yes. grand final, and from because that Absolutely. was like that was when I you know I watched both those games. They were fucking great grand finals. And you were coming into your prime as a young man. Yes, too, coming, in, coming into the prime, and then from there we get to another grand final, back to back grand finals, 2011. We lose that one, and then a few shit years under Buckley. And then 2018, another grand final, another heartbreak. Um, but yeah, it's just the best thing ever. But like supporting your team through the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows, there's nothing better. Like because yeah. when you go, I'm very ship, lucky. Yeah, you the are, talisman over here. I am a talisman lucky. when it comes to teams. So picking the D's in 2017, I had no idea we were going to have sort of this. Do you know what the funny l- thing is about that too? In 2017, you were useless. In 2018, you made a prelim and nobody thought you were yep. going to do it. So you pretty much picked. The team that went straight to the Premier. Yes, mate. Uh, and like with the same thing with Newcastle. I haven't been the longest Newcastle fan. I've been a Newcastle fan for a while. I've, I can take it back to when I was younger, but truly I've been a Newcastle fan for a couple of years now, right? And I think you'll back me up on this one. Mm-hmm. The talisman strikes again. I pick a team, we get everything. Well, you I go for the a, Demons, we won the, the Grand Final. Come on. Well, the Knights, just that doesn't matter. Good, I'm rusted. Just because you've got a good player doesn't mean that you've got everything. Well, the Knights doesn't matter. I would, I would 
they're fine. We leave them alone. When it comes to sort of these newish teams, I've I've turned Newcastle United into a three hundred and twenty billion dollar club in the space of a couple of years, and I've won the Demons a grand final. So everyone out there, you should be fucking thanking me because I'm the talisman. All your own hard work. It just takes me, one man. Just follow my bets. What's going on with your beers then? We're going all right. We're playing the Packers this weekend. Yeah. We are, Justin Fields has ha- finally thrown a touchdown to me, old mate Jesper Horstead. Um, he is the true starter now. Our defense is looking fucking schmick. We are still, David Montgomery's still injured. I think. I don't think your defense this weekend, was ever that bad, was it really? Let's be honest. We've always had a great defense. We've always struggled offensively, especially in the quarterback realms. This year, I think, hand on heart, I think we're going to finish. Nine and eight, right? Very middle of the pack, very run of the mill. But I think you'll start to see some real churn over from Justin Fields towards the end of the season. I think we're going to get touched up this weekend versus Green Bay. I don't think so. I don't think you get touched up. The bad it, man's in form. Yeah, he is. The thing is, though, you look at the NFC North. It's a winnable division. Like it's, it's tough only, though. It's One, with when Rogers leaves next year and fucks off somewhere else. Um, I'll be the happiest man. I don't know, man. I, I in the NFC North, I think, I think, yeah, all right. You take the Packers away. That's a winnable division. Like the Vikings and the Lions. Are, Vikings are hit and miss. One year they'll be fantastic. They'll go to a bloody, you know, they'll go to an NFC yeah, Championship to, and then and then end up one and fifteen. Yeah, or one and sixteen. The Lions are notoriously shit. So your your division's quite. It's winnable. That's all I'm saying. You can get past the Packers, you've got a good chance. Absolutely. It's not like our division, the hardest division in fucking no. football. It's just got harder too because the Cardinals just picked up Zach Ertz. Oh no, mate! I just I, so I made a call already, and I'm pretty. I'm sticking by it. I actually don't think we're a bad team. I think we're a pretty good team. But because of our division and who we play, we won't play playoffs because you have to win that division. Um, I think unless you win enough games playing the wild card, you guys are going to end up really similar to the Bears, the 49s and the Bears. I think Trey Lance is going to take the reins soon. Give Trey and Justin a year, year and a half, two years, not sitting and watching a couple of years of gameplay, some getting some shock and getting bashed, making some terrible plays, but learning from them, and watch them turn next year, year after. Watch them. It won't be Mahomes esque. But just watch them go. I, yeah, I can yeah. see it coming. That's, that's pretty... You can't expect anybody to be that good. Um, I mean, he's, he's a freak of nature. But do, would you argue... Just touching on Mahomes. Would you argue that he's not got worse? Because we, we saw this on Undisputed. And they had some pretty like outlandish opinions. Skip always comes in hard. And whether or not you agree or disagree, he... I think, I think he's paid to have a wild out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He, they're paid to do that. And Shannon Sharp's kind of the same too. He has some crazy opinions. But... Do you think that Mahomes is is getting not getting worse, but no. do you think that he's no, maybe stagnated a bit from how no. it is? Well, no, this is exactly I called this at the start of the year, and it's exactly what happened with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Andy Reid gets worked out after a couple of seasons. You right? had Chiefs finishing in the Super Bowl. What are you on about? I did, but I remember I said at the start of the year, if Andy Reid gets caught out this year, t- teams find him out. Right? I had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because I thought they might have one more year underneath him. Because he, he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl in 2006, was found out the year after that, year after that, gone, right? Yeah, because if you remember correctly, like they've been to four straight uh, AFC yes, Championship mate. games. And I said to you and, in, that, in that podcast that didn't come out, um, that it'd be very, I, I, I'd, I'd be very hard-pressed to say that a team could go to five straight. 
And I, I, I think, agree. I still, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't oh, absolutely. think they're, they're that they good. can. They're too good. Not they're, to. they're really good. The playing personnel is so good, but I think they've just been worked out a little bit. They I have. think teams are working out Andy Reid. They're starting to work out Pat Mahomes. It doesn't make Pat Mahomes any worse. It just means teams know how to play him better. If you look at him against Lamar Jackson, for example, teams can't work Lamar Jackson out at the moment. He's throwing the ball for 400 yards a game and running it for 75 yards a game. Nobody can work the guy out. John Harbour is using him like the ultimate fucking weapon. And he is going to go deep into the playoffs this year. Mahomes... Just when you think he's going to throw, he'll run. He runs. He's going to run, he's going to throw. He's so exciting. But Mahomes, who's a little bit less agile, who has got a rocket for an arm... They're just getting worked out a little bit by these defences. They've had a hard start to the year, though. You've got to say that the Chiefs have not had an easy run-in from the start. They've played the Ravens. I'm pretty sure they've played the Browns. they fucking played, yeah. oh, obviously, a couple of other people. But they, they've had a fairly fucking hard played start. Played the Bills this week. That's what I mean. The Bills just smashed the Texans 40-0. And my MVP call, Josh Allen, is in some fucking hot form at the moment. So, it's... Yeah. No, the Bills beat... They, it's going to be hard The Bills beat Chiefs last week. Sorry, the Bills beat the Chiefs. That's right, the Bills beat them. 38-20. Me boy. So. Me, me boy, Josh. But they're not getting blown out. So this, But if you're on the other side of this, right, and this is what... It's spoke about a lot if you watch things like Undisputed or Sh- Sh- Skip and Shannon. The, the Chiefs have the 32nd ranked defense. Yes. I've the worst that. defense in the NFL. Yeah, they haven't got a good defense. So Mahomes can't carry everything all the time on his own. No. He needs some help, and the defense are not helping him at all. No, but you know, there's. I always like to say there's a bit of a there's a bit of a trade off when you have players at that elite level on the offense. Something's got yep. to give. It's very so like the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're kind of like this fucking like the abnormal team at the yeah. moment because you usually don't have a great defense and then a great offense yeah. there's there's some sort of payoff and for the chiefs their offense is stacked but their defense lets them down like they won these super bowls because they can outscore teams i'm 100 like when they beat us in the super bowl they yep. beat us because they could outscore us not because they could stop us they beat us because they could score more um which i know sounds kind of stupid because if you score more no, but it makes sense win. i know exactly what you're saying but you know what it I'm makes sense say, yeah Absolutely. Like, they could get 30 points down or th- have 30 turned on them but they'll score 45 and they'll win like that's what they were doing a lot of the time and like you said I think this year teams have just gone alright well we, we know what you're about you haven't got a really good defense so if we can shut mm. you out um, you, you're not really going to be able to stop us and it's happening it is happening but you know again double edged sword I mean, you play the Bills great team play the Browns great team um, and then who else did they play at the start uh, fuck, I can't remember they've played the Eagles beat the Eagles they useless but those two in there the Browns and the Bills like we've said so many times before that could be a, the, the AFC Championship game right there you it really know. could be it really could be the NFL is it's it's as hard as it is to sort of like track I think you can see sort of clear runners like at the start of the year I could see the Cardinals turning because Cliff Kingsbury's Cliff Kingsbury did this in college when he was at Texan ASM he did it with fucking Pat Mahomes, he's done it with a couple other blokes. He, he takes a while, and then he just turns a corner with when he finally gets the pieces in place that he wants. Um, Kyler Murray having more years in, in the legs and in the arms is nothing but a good thing. He had thing. a little bit of a, a strange um, strange thing happen to his bicep against us the other week. Yes, he, he had did. A bit of, had a bit of a 
I don't know if he pulled a muscle in there or something like that, or a bit of a tendon or whatever, but he had a bit of trouble with it. He couldn't really throw uh, to the best of his capability, but he still fucking torched us. I'm just sorry how good he is. Exactly. There's little toddler legs running around. Mate, he is the naughtiest little toddler. He's, He's such a naughty little boy. He's phenomenal, mate. He is. Very talented guy. Really talented. And he's short, which is which is different. That's why I think so far this year he's doing so well because he's so short. It's very and he's hard to contain. I said it's very odd. Like you Mm. you usually don't see that. With quarterbacks, we're used to them being like six four, six five, big frame. So they can Justin Herbert style, Josh Allen style. Yeah, so they can sort of take you know, take the hits, take the and, and and usually traditionally, if you think about it, if you just think about the makeup of a person, to throw the ball seventy or eighty yards, usually you've got to be a big fella. Like a guy yeah, that's pretty short, can't. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen it before. Kyle Murray's a weapon. He's he's a freak of nature. He's he's a don. Um, Drew Brees was the probably the smallest of the the shortest players. weapon. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he was pure arm. He had no legs. None at all. Um, slow. Could not get out of the pocket. <laughs> it's a different sort of. It's a different sort of beast at the moment. It, it it's is really the exciting to watch it, these you know, guys go. But all different types of sports, the games evolve. The games, the game gets quicker, it gets faster. So rugby league, well, sumo wrestling, the sumo wrestling. Yeah, well, sumo hasn't wrestling. that evolved? <laughs> has, okay, Bono, has it though? I think it's the same. Still, two fat dudes pushing each other around yeah, in a circle. Gonna, you're not going to see a guy that's like 185 pounds flipping over a guy no. that's like <laughs> 500. If you've never heard of Ake Bono, everyone. Do Go to YouTube and have a have a look at some of this guy's matches, right? He was the Yokozuna for a long time, which means the king, like the big the big king of the ring. Um, the Yokozuna. He is a big, big man with big, big breasts and big, big arms, and he would push these sumos around like it was going out of fashion. When they would collide, have you ever seen those those videos of like David Attenborough when the elephant seals hit each other and there's blood and shit flying everywhere? <laughs> yeah. That's what it's like. That's what it reminds you of, just two big elephant seals colliding on a sand pit and tens of thousands of Japanese people screaming at them. Yeah, I love their little arms, the way they flap when they're, when they're hitting each yeah. other. It's real quick. Oh, the, Some of the sounds are sickening when they hit the ground. Like, sickening. crowd loves it, though. They get into it. They do. They go ballistic for it. Like, they... Do you reckon those little things they wear up their ass would smell? Obviously, they would. Fucking... Oh, do you remember the Austin Powers movie where, like, yes, Fat Bastard yes. takes it off and he drops yes. it in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, there's a thing here. I've just found this little article, right? called how to eat like a sumo wrestler and it's just got a picture of me so if you want to know how to eat like a sumo treat yourself these gonna, motherfuckers eat twenty thousand calories a day i was gonna say you want a sumo diet like you're gonna no, be honest. i wish i know i'm fat but i'm not eating twenty thousand fucking calories a, a day these boys are eating some food twenty thousand they have a thing called broth bro- broth boot Highly, highly calorie do you reckon, dense. Do you reckon a lot of them are rocking the gout? Oh, and the chafe, <laughs> and the heart disease, <laughs> yeah. and the fucking <laughs> diabetes. They don't, have to get, they don't have to hit your old man up for the tea tree oil. Oh, mate, they need the oil to bloody get that fucking... Get, get, the, the, bloody... get the three parts of water, though. Oh, three parts water, one part tea tree. They'd know, too. This is an old sport. This goes way back. Kaz yeah. reminded me of this the other day. We are having a laugh about it at work. Oh, he'd be dad, a, he'd be a strong he would be a strong sumo wrestler. He'd be good. Except sumo. he's not fat. He's just monstrously he's got, he's muscular. He's got a low center of gravity, mate. He's not exactly tall. You could 
But he could flip you over. He's he's very muscular. <laughs> he's a big boy, mate. I'd hate to get in a stink with a guy. Just do it for fun. See what happens. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> he looks at me and I fall over. <laughs> Just the death stare, mate. It's the death stare. Jimmy P's death staring me today through Instagram. He was upset about something. Oh, you didn't James, get... I didn't mean to upset you. All I said was you sit on the fence when it comes to me and other people going to parties. <laughs> you are in the running. He's in the running too. For legend? For legend of the week. Yeah. I think he'd be close. It's between him and my cousin's husband. We got to decide. They're both putting in effort. We've got to decide um, who's it going to be. It's a big decision. It's a big call. Jimmy P does put a lot it of work in, and he is—he is a really good fella, Jimmy P. He's a great fella. But so is Jay. Jay's a great bloke too. Just depends who gets involved, mate. Just depends who. Jimmy wants P- Jimmy P has been involved a hell of a he lot. He has. He's—he's he's given himself a good crack at it. Do you think? It'll all depend on the attitude he comes in with next <laughs> week. <laughs> but I think we, we'll we'll hand it out Sunday night and see how we go. We will. Well, I mean, when the Friday party comes out, we'll. Uh, We'll definitely have it out then, and, and people will know about it for sure. Because this one's going to come Tuesday. Sorry, I'm fucking out of my. You are yeah, I'm, out I'm of my place. depth. This one will come out Tuesday. Yes, yeah, so Sunday I suppose we'll pick. Um, yeah, we'll pick one Sunday night. Absolutely, mate. Now I just want to touch on my game is being played right now. Um, is it's it nine thirty kickoff? Do you want to pull up stumps? The five minute, the five minutes in. So I might go What's and watch up? that. We'll, we'll call it quits for the night. I'm going to go check on his son. I think he's all right, but well, yeah, I'll know, go check on him. He vomited on me a lot today. I'm covered in vomit. Look, mate, it happens to the best of us. My boy also had a little chuck up on me. I think he was a bit hot today. because he, It was warm. We were, walking, we were walking around the markets, and um, he was he was working up a storm. He was yeah. Some, he was putting some meters in, let's put it that way. They're um, little charmers, aren't they, these little men? Well, Watch mate, out, ladies. They, they get you. They get you. Bloody oath. Well... Well, um, this is a short one, but it's probably good. Just a short, sharp one. Tonight. Short, sharp one, just to start the week off. Because um, last week we we didn't, we didn't do we, it. We let the team down a little bit, but we had some. Uh, oath we did. We had some engagements. We had some things happening. Responsibilities. Prior, exactly. Um, so yeah, the producer back to, back forgot to, the to cut the bit out where we so. fucked up too, but that's all. Right. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, uh, he gets it all nice and and perfect this time. But it's all. Good. He won't be drunk when he does this one. No, probably not. He had a big week on the Terps. He had a monster of a week. Oh, well, you deserve it. You deserve I only heard there was. I'm going to say this one thing before you go, and you can guess who I'm talking about, but don't say his name. One shower. Oh, jeez. Yeah, all week. Dirty Ooh. birdie. <laughs> Righto, Cobber. All right, mate. Take go care, piss mate. in a pocket or whatever you're going to do. See you, mate. See you. Ta-ta.